Hey all, this is the first bonus episode of the Golf Rules Questions podcast, bringing you more of an advanced rules podcast from recent question and answers on the Golf Rules Samaritan, founded by Fraser Nickel, and the USGA Rules of Golf discussion. I've got four questions today with answers ready to go, so this should be short and sweet. Uh, remember to send your email through to me so we can sign you up for the latest Drop Zone newsletter and make sure you forward on these newsletters to family, friends, and all the members at your golf club. Uh, also make sure to sign up to the Golf Rules Questions YouTube. It's free, but if you want to help support the team, please join up as a member too. Now, without further ado, let's get into question one. So the question, to play more wrong balls until the first wrong ball error is corrected. In stroke play, a player plays a wrong ball towards the putting green. He discovers his mistake and returns to the spot where the wrong ball was played. He finds another ball and shoots it towards the green. He then discovers that he has played another wrong ball. Is the penalty two strokes or four strokes? And the United States Golf Association, USGA, has come back with we held on to this one for a bit because we've been mulling over this answer and have an agreed position that has changed from what may previously have been stated and answered. If a player makes a stroke at a wrong ball, they get the general penalty. In stroke play, if they make a stroke at another wrong ball before correcting the mistake, they do not get a second general penalty. This is similar to our position when a player has played from outside the teeing area and before correcting the mistake, plays a wrong ball they do not get an additional wrong ball penalty. Uh, question two. Uh, ruling required. In a friendly match recently, I was just off the green and very strong wind on fast greens. I chipped the ball up and it rolled past the hole. Before the ball comes to a complete stop, the wind picks up and starts to blow the ball towards the brow over which it will roll off the green and down into a gully. I walked up and stood next to the ball between the wind and the ball, effectively sheltering the ball from the wind. The ball stopped moving and I marked the ball six feet from the hole. I did not touch the ball in any way, I just impeded the wind. My opponent proposed that I have improved my lie. Is this illegal? The USGA said this question was recently posed to us and we've determined that sheltering the ball in motion would be a breach of rule 11.3 in treating the situation in a way that is reasonable, fair and consistent with similar situations under the rules, since this was a situation not otherwise covered by the rules. Uh, question three, in stroke play, player's tee shot ends up on the right in a rough area. Player announce and play a provisional ball that is seen at rest at the same height as the original ball was likely to be, but on the fairway. He goes ahead and immediately finds what he thinks is his original ball in an unplayable position. He declares the ball unplayable and proceeds under rule 19.2c by playing it onto the green. Lifts the provisional ball and arrives on the green, realizes the ball he, he had declared unplayable is not his original ball. Player lifts that ball and goes back to find his original ball. After one minute of searching, the player finds it in an unplayable position. He declares the ball unplayable and proceeds under rule 19.2c. Drops and play on the green with two parts. He closes the hole. What is the score for the hole and why? 
And the USGA responded, when the player substituted the ball, he was proceeding under an inapplicable rule with respect to the original ball. Since the original was not found, the only rule that could apply was rule 18.1. But since a provisional had been played, that was how he should have proceeded and the player had substituted in a wrong place for the provisional ball. This substitution is not a continuation of the provisional ball that goes away if the original is found within the three-minute search time, but rather simultaneously makes the original ball a ball which must not be played even if later found within three minutes. Turns the provisional ball into the ball in play and improperly substitutes for the provisional ball. So we first have three penalty strokes, one stroke and distance for the provisional becoming the ball in play, and two for the substitution in the wrong place. But then he lifts his ball in play, and it's unclear whether marked or not, but doesn't matter, and does not return it to its original position. So it gets another two penalty strokes for playing from a wrong place. Both wrong place scenarios here are unlikely to be serious breaches, so we now just have to figure out how many talent strokes there were. So he's hit a tee shot, the provisional ball became the ball in play. So he's hit a tee shot and then he's hit the substituted ball. And then he's picked it up and he's picked up the provisional. And he's hit another one onto the green and then two putted. So all those talent shots counts, that's five, plus the five penalty strokes, so we have ten strokes for the hole. And now I've got another question. I'll do one more question. Stroke play. Player A requests that player B lifts his ball as it interferes with player A's play. Player B refuses as he doesn't agree. Player A then lifts player B's ball without marking it, puts it in his pocket, plays a stroke, and then replaces player B's ball. Player B complains and requests a ruling. What is the ruling? The answer, provided by DS from the USGA, B should thank A for saving him from getting a general penalty no penalty to A, who is an outside influence in regard to moving lifting B's ball. Also, since A lifted B's ball rule, 14.2 allows him to replace B's ball without penalty to either of them. So there you have it, a little bonus episode about the advanced questions that pop up on Facebook from time to time. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I'll post it out there. If you like more of this stuff, um, we'll post more of it. Um, possibly fortnightly, monthly, depending on how many questions come up and depending on how much you enjoy it. So uh, if you have any questions about anything that I've read out there today, uh, get in touch. Again, if you want to sign up for the Drop Zone newsletter or want to sign your friend up for the Drop Zone newsletter, uh, send us their email, uh, get in touch, and we will do so. So enjoy. See you next episode.